From the heartland of America, focused on God, family, and country, the mouthpiece of the Midwest, this is Dale Carter's America. From our podcast studio in Westport, hi, I'm Dale Carter, he is Kurt Wheeler, and uh, check this out, we have logo wear now. Look at that! Oh, hold on. Let me take a let me take a sip of my delicious oh, beverage yeah. here. I don't have my cup. Where's my? Oh, it's behind me. I should be using that. All right. See, we got new stuff. New uh, stuff. And I have nothing in mine yet. But but I. Oh, will. mine's backwards. I just realized that. Oh, I, fl- I flipped my camera. So, yeah, you can you can get the front facing version or the backwards facing version. And if you would like one of these cool T-shirts, um, this is a new um, era for the podcast. We're um, we're going to be doing some big stuff, and you definitely want to have this logo on when you do it. And Tammy Ash is the official T-shirt person for Dale Carter's America now. She was the one who came to me with the Jason Aldean Try That in a Small Town T-shirts, and a bunch of you ordered those, and Tammy got all those orders cranked out. So now uh, she's going to be the official store of Dale Carter's America, the podcast. And uh, Kurt is showing you right now uh, a little flyer from Tammy that's got all of her information on it. Again, this is why you want to be on the podcast um, uh, on YouTube or Rumble so that you can see the actual videos. We'll put that up on the Facebook page. Uh, We'll put it on my personal Facebook page as well. And as we get deeper and deeper into things... Um, we're going to have different T-shirt designs, different items like the coffee mugs and all that. And uh, Tammy's going to crank all that stuff out. It's going to be uh, fantastic. Logo wear. It's the next stage of Dale Carter's America. And Kurt, remind everybody where they can get the Dale Carter's America and how they can be part of our family here. Absolutely. So uh, in addition to us having merch, make sure that you're following and subscribing on YouTube and Rumble which is where you can find the video podcast. If you're watching right now, thank you very much. Make sure you leave a thumbs up. Make sure you leave a comment. It all helps the algorithm and helps uh, more people see us. So we really appreciate that. And then you can also find us on Spotify uh, or Apple iP- um, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And then uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram as well. None of this would be possible without people who believed in us from the very beginning. And one of those is Bob Watson, who is my personal State Farm agent. He's been a State Farm agent in eastern Jackson County. wonder how much longer we'll be saying that um, for five decades. He's at 7th and Main in Blue Springs, auto home life. Uh, bad things have been happening lately. You know, a lot of weather issues have been going on. There's been a lot of storm damage. When something happens at your house, you want to be able to call someone you know. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there with surprisingly great rates. Call Bob and he'll take care of you. His office is in Blue Springs, but he takes care of folks in Kansas and Missouri at 816-229-7878. Get with his staff, get a rate quote, and uh, you may find what I did when I moved here 28 years ago, uh, that Bob Watson is a fantastic guy to have on your side, especially if you got kids who are driving. I had four of those, about to have a stepson who's going to be driving. Sorry, Bob. Bob somewhere just got another white hair and he doesn't even know why. Um, but Bob Watson, just a fantastic guy. Uh, glad that he is part of Dale Carter's America. Um, so we're, we're going to talk today about Freedom County, which you say is is more the movement. Um, 
I have a name for the county, and we're going to talk about that and all the reasons why and what you can do is this this movement is building. The momentum is there, and I feel like we're going to be able to at least make a lot of noise on this as there are a lot of pissed-off people in eastern Jackson County. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the old Reagan axiom that the Democrats are turning on their heads now. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. We'll talk about that. Uh, and then, of course, Joey B and all the stuff going on there, all the garbage going on in Washington. We'll even give out a Midwest GI Health Full of Shit Award. That is coming up here on today's podcast. If you're closing in on 65, this is very important information. You need to get with Kirk Doris and his team at MedicareSimplifiedKC.com. Full service Medicare insurance brokerage. I was just talking to one of my um, coworkers here in Westport. And he is about, or his wife actually, is about to turn 65, and they're going to be dealing with all this. And I told him, man, this guy right in your backyard in Independence, 3600 South Nolan Road, uh, 816-701-6661. He can answer all your questions. Navigate these waters because it's very confusing. Helping folks determine the most cost-effective ways to fill the holes of Medicare. And you know what? Kirk and his team will come to you. And there's no out-of-pocket for you. Uh, he'll show you how they get that done. But the most important thing is, if you or someone you know and love is closing in on 65, um, you really need to get this information because it's from the government. And again, I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Do you believe that? Uh, by the end of this podcast episode, you definitely won't. So if you're dealing with the government, you need somebody on your side. Kirk and his team will get that done. MedicareSimplifiedKC.com is where they are on the web. And again, the phone number, 816-701-6661. Funhouse Pizza's been with us since nearly the beginning. And Jim Dingman, I know, is on board with what we're going to talk about next, which is the Freedom County Movement. And if you want to celebrate freedom, no better place to do it in eastern Jackson County, the one of two locations of Funhouse Pizza. They are on 7 Highway in Blue Springs, 50 Highway in Lee's Summit. Um, you've got a gathering you want to have, maybe a family reunion. Uh, maybe you're going to gather the gang and watch a game. We're going to be playing Chiefs football here in less than two weeks. Oh, wow. Crazy, right? Two S weeks. Since preseason? Yeah. Wow. The first preseason game, as we're recording this on Monday, is two weeks from yesterday. Uh, we'll be down in New Orleans taking on the Saints. And maybe you gather all the folks there, have some pizza, cold beverages at Funhouse Pizza, and cheer on the red and gold, whether we're home or away. If you're going to the game, that's great. Uh, but if not, it's a fantastic place to gather your troops. And the troops is what we're talking about here, because Jim Dingman is definitely a soldier in our war to separate from Jackson County. And I have a name for it. And I think I, I may have said this last time, Kurt, but I really think the name of this county, if we're going to get this done and separate the eastern suburbs from Kansas City, is Truman County. It's, it's the obvious choice because there isn't a Truman County in Missouri. Harry Truman, the former president of the United States, is buried in what will be our county. His um, library museum is in our county. His home is in our county, so and it's in Independence, Missouri. And I was talking to Jeff Coleman about this. Jeff called me on my way to Indiana, and he said, I've really been working on this, and uh, here's what I've come up with. What we need to do is present a, um, a list of names, a petition, to the Jackson County Legislature in Kansas City. Now, <laughs> you talk about an upriver climb on that. All we need is 100 signatures. Mm. 
And what we will do, we'll get a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. But what we need is 100 signatures on a petition that Jeff Coleman, our representative from Grain Valley, is uh, drafting for me. So that's all still to come. We're playing the long game here. This is not this is not a firecracker. This is this is more of a slow burn. Okay, we're going to get there. I know that you're really mad about the assessments. I know there's a lot of anger in Eastern Jackson County right now. We're going to get there, and at some point, we together are going to be at a Jackson County legislative meeting and we're going to present our signatures and ask them, you know, that they're really uh, trigger happy about putting the Andrew Jackson statues on the ballot. Put this on the ballot. Yeah. Let us go. You don't like us. We have nothing in common. Just let us go. Yeah. It would, I mean, it would further uh, ingrain their permanent Democrat stronghold on Who Kansas gives City. a shit? You know, if, if you like it, obviously, they keep voting for these people, right? They, they voted for Quentin Lucas. They voted for uh, Frank White. Um, they keep voting for Gene Peters Baker. So they must like the fact that people get killed here on a daily basis and get turnstiled right back out onto the street. They must like it. Yeah. So if you like it, you keep that. We don't share the same set of values. Uh, Eastern Jackson County, let us form our own government. Let us form our own county. First time since 1876 in the state of Missouri. But but I think that the anger, especially over the tax assessments, especially over the Royals thing, remember, you know, they, they just take for granted that you're going to go to the polls next spring and pull the lever, yes, to uh, tax yourself another billion dollars because the Royals want a downtown stadium. Yep. Hell with that. That's going to be the rub, I think, and, and where they push back is that they don't share the values of Eastern Jackson County, but they still need the tax revenue. Oh, they Eastern want Jackson our money. County, Trust so. me. Yeah. They, that's the only thing. And, and what I would challenge anyone who listens to this podcast who lives in Grain Valley, Oak Grove, Blue Springs, Independence, Sugar Creek, Lee's Summit, Grandview, Raytown. Um, all let's of, go. All of the t- what now? I said, let's go. Yeah. Raytown. All of the towns in uh, the suburbs of Kansas City in Jackson County. What benefit is there to you to living in Jackson County? Is there a benefit to you living in Jackson County? I can't think of one. And if you can, bring it on. Um, I'd love to hear it. Uh, because I, you know, they're trying to get um, a freeze on taxes done with a class action suit in independence. Um, I get that. I understand that. I hope they're successful with it because mine went up as well. Um, you know, I heard a funny story that um, Quentin Lucas's taxes went up, hmm. and he said something to Frank White about it, and Frank White made it public, and now there's a feud going on between Quentin Lucas and Frank White. Hmm. Welcome to the Circular Firing Squad. You guys do all that. You be you. We'll be us. And, you know, there's a lot of other grievances that we have that maybe we need to review. You remember when we went through COVID, mm-hmm. the Jackson County Health Department in Kansas City had onerous restrictions. How about Ray's Cafe? Remember Amanda and what she went through and the rally we had at her place in Blue Springs? They shut her down over stupid-ass stuff. You, you have to have a mask on when you walk through the door and when you walk to the table. Then you take your mask off, then you put your mask back on. It's like the freaking hokey-pokey, right? You put your right foot in, you put your right foot out, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, we were very involved in the Ray's Cafe thing, and uh, she ended up moving to um, 291 Highway in Independence uh, from 7 Highway in Blue Springs. So go see Amanda, patronize her place, and know that she is a freedom fighter for all of this as well. 
You pulling up some video here? Oh, yeah. I'm just in the background. Oh, there you are talking to Jeff Coleman. <laughs> Look at that. Jeff Coleman, who is running for state senate now, um, and this is one of his issues. He is helping us. He is on board with getting us the hell out of Jackson County. It's important. Look, look at the short hair. Where's yeah. that? Where'd that guy go? What did you have it like tucked up into your hat or what? No, it was short. Wow. Can we get that done again? <laughs> Ask my wife. It's time. You know what you're <laughs> gonna find when when your baby is born and you're holding and you got the full beard too. When my oldest son was like seven weeks old, he reached up. I had a full beard, and he grabbed my beard with those little fingers, and he would not let go, and it hurt like hell. So I shaved off the beard, and there you go. So oh. you went. You were out there at Ray's Cafe at the big rally. Yep. This is the kind of rally we need to have to free eastern Jackson County from the tentacles of Kansas City. Because right now it's lopsided. We will never win another election in Jackson County. All we are for them is money. That's all we are to them. We are cash for them. So let's just go. Let's move. Agreed. Agreed. And I will move. I'll move to Cass County if I can't get this done, and I'm giving it four years to get it done. So, again, let's leave. Um, Ronald Reagan had the old uh, saying, uh, I'm from the government and I'm here to help, right? The nine most volatile words, most dangerous words in the English language, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Uh, of course, the question I would ask is, or are they? Are they about solving problems or are they about controlling us? Do you feel like everything that's come out of the Biden administration in two and a half years, it's about control? Mm -hmm. It's like, we're, we're just here to control you. And, and the latest on that, you know, he, I don't know what his bugaboo, what's the bug up his ass about appliances? Because he's adding another appliance to his list. Gas water heaters added to the list of Joey B's appliances that need to go. Um, and they also put out even higher fuel economy standards that will make new gas-powered cars, uh, the prices on those, skyrocket. Now, I have a revolutionary idea. I'm full of revolutionary ideas these days. You know, taking Eastern Jackson County, setting up our own county, calling it Truman County, which we can do. Um, here's my revolutionary idea on this. What, what, how about we let science and the market sort all this out and get government's finger off the scale? Yeah. For the first time in the history of man in the industrial age, Kurt, we are letting government dictate what we're going to look like in the future. Um, in the past, it's always been about science. It's always been, hey, you know, you're riding your horse. Guess what? Uh, Henry Ford's over here working on this horseless carriage. Okay. And the market took off from there. And now this isn't market driven. Ford's um, stock price in the tank. They have their losses are mounting daily because they're all in with the government. You know, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, we want to be cool, we want to be good, we, you know, we want to be environmentally friendly. So, you know, they're all in on this and they're losing their ass on it. Um, it's time to get government's finger off the scale. Let the market do what the market does. That's what. That's my view. Do you want to watch a clip of? Uh Kareen talking about the water heaters. She's about to get an award, so yeah, let's let's hear what she's um, got on water heaters. On appliances, um, so from this administration, we've seen them go after gas stoves, air conditioning units with regulation, refrigerators, washing machines, dishwashers, now water heaters. How many more home appliances will Americans eventually have to replace then because of regulation? So just to be clear, when it comes to water heaters, and uh, it is a. Uh, uh, it is, uh, it is proposed, what has been put forward, uh, and if it, it is enacted, it would not take it into effect until 2029. So let's
Oh, right. after we're long gone from yeah, here. Yeah, how convenient. After we're long <laughs> gone, then we're going to fix the environment because it's, a, you know, it's an emergency, right? What, what does Biden call it? It's um, an existential threat. Isn't that convenient that the, I mean, if it's such a big deal, right? They say that climate change is like our greatest threat. It's the number one problem that we have to deal with. They've been saying that since the 1970s. If it's such a big deal, why wait until 2029? Why not enact it right now? Yeah. You know, it's a climate emergency, but yet they want to wait so that they're gone so that, you know, probably what they'll do is if there's a Republican president after uh, Biden leaves and they enact this rule that starts in 2029, then it's like they can point the finger at them when people start complaining about their energy prices. Yeah. And Very you know, convenient. One of the issues that I rail on is is getting rid of the Department of Education. Now, Ron DeSantis says it's one of like three or four that he's going to eliminate on day one. I'll believe that when I see it. We gave him the full of shit award for that because no Republican has ever done that. They talk about it. They talk a good game. Um, but this is one of the reasons why I just I cringe about the Federal Department of Education. First of all, it hasn't helped education one little bit, not since it went into effect in the 1970s under Jimmy Carter. Um, scores continue to plummet. Uh, our educational standards in the public school system continue to plummet. It's all about control. And if you take their money, if you take the money from the federal government, there's not just a string attached to it. There's a rope attached to it. The Biden administration last week um, announced they will withhold federal funding from schools with archery and or hunting programs. What the hell is that about? I mean... I think it's about not wanting people to have guns. I think it, I think it's part of the the push against. But 2A. we can't even have bows and arrows anymore. I mean, what about no. the Native Americans? No, because it, it, it's. I mean, it's more than just the guns too. It's like a cultural thing. You know, they you people associate hunting and archery with like red blooded Americans. You know, and and those are the people that that are a threat to uh, the establishment and to the liberal. New world order, you know, so uh, so that's that's who they're going to come after. Well, and you have an educational background as an educator. I went to school all the way through college. I have this kind of old school philosophy on education that you ought to be educating children, that it ought to be about math and reading and history and extracurricular activities. And uh, call me old school, but boys should play boys sports. Girls should play girls sports. Um, and extracurricular activities, you know, if the school's got a hunting program or an archery program, I mean, there are places out in the Great West where hunting is a big part of the culture out there. To withhold federal funds from it, it just underscores and highlights with a bright highlighter why we don't need a federal Department of Education. Because, again, it's, it's just like Jackson County. It's all about money. And you want some of your money back? Because... They don't understand this, Kurt. You do, and I do, and our listeners do, and our viewers do. It's our money. It's all our money, right? They take it from us. They swirl it around in D.C., and then you talk about trickle down. Then they trickle it out here. They trickle it out there. But only if you follow their blueprint. And their blueprint, at least last week, was if your school is going to have a hunting or archery program, no federal funds for you. They're like the soup Nazi. No soup for you. No soup for you. Yeah, and I think this has been a, a kind of slow roll too with the uh, the hunting program thing because just based on a quick Twitter search, and I've been I've heard about this too before. Like back in the seventies and sixties and eighties, most schools had shooting teams in public schools. So here's one uh, 
this person says, until 1969, virtually every public high school, even in New York City, had a shooting club. High school students in New York City carried their guns to school on the subway in the morning, turned them over to their homeroom teacher or the gym coach during the day, and retrieved them after school. So here's a picture of a NRA junior rifle team. Oh, my God. Look at those people. They've all got guns, Kurt. Even the, even the girls. Look at I that. Know. Well, we assume that's a girl. Of course, it was 1969, so it's a little different deal. I don't know. They're all white, though. So that's, uh, yeah. Racist. <laughs> it's probably an it's issue. Racist. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to bring that back. I think, uh, you know, educating young people about firearm safety and, and hunting and shooting is very important. So I'd mm. love to see that make a comeback for sure. Under the category of we're from the government and we're here to help, there's evidence that's come forward that shouldn't shock any of you that Facebook was censored during COVID in an effort to control the narrative. That's not the American way. The American way is to have robust debate. And what the Biden administration, again, the same people who refer to Republicans and everybody else who doesn't agree with them as Nazis— what they want is a they, they want their own information department so that they can say that's misinformation. Label it as such and make sure you don't you don't hear it. I mean that's what they do in the that's what they do in Russia. That's how Vladimir Putin basically is running a war in Ukraine that nobody knows about in Russia. Do we really want that over here? Well, I mean it's kind of already there to be honest. Um, well, they haven't censored us yet. Well, no, they try. According to the article, Facebook removed content related to COVID-19 under pressure from the White House, including posts claiming the virus was man-made, according to internal company communications leaked to the Wall Street Journal. This is a New York Post article, so I'd recommend you go check it out. But, I mean, it's not the only thing. We, and we've known about this, too. Before. I mean, this is not the first uh, information about this that is coming out. Uh, we had all those congressional hearings. I believe it was congressional hearings a few months ago where they were talking about uh, big tech, you know, censoring posts about COVID-19. Right. We had the Hunter Biden laptop story, which was also a New York Post story that was uh, suppressed. And uh, so, I mean, at what point does it become election interference? You know, the the Democrats want to make shit up about Russia and all that. This is has real consequences. Yeah. If you're controlling the information that people can see about something as major as, you know, the uh, the corruption of the, the presidential family or a worldwide virus where, and where it originated, um, that's a pretty big well, deal. And and you and I have seen examples, I, I know that many of our listeners and viewers have, have seen this as well, where you put up something on Facebook and it's like you got maybe two likes yeah. or maybe one comment because they're putting the brakes on it. They're putting the brakes on who can see it, how widespread it goes. And the interesting thing that you just said there, part of it was you know back when we were saying that this might be a man-made virus. Now, the Biden administration, the same people who said that that was misinformation and tried to slow that down, they have cut funding to that Wuhan lab. Yeah. And it's the same thing for, for a bunch of other stuff with COVID. I mean, when the vaccines first came out under Trump, they were when Trump was trying to push the vaccines, they were all out there saying, well, I don't know if I can trust the vaccine because Trump makes it. So right. you shouldn't take the vaccine. Then as soon as Trump was out of office and Biden was in office, it's you're not going to get COVID. You will not spread COVID. You have to get the vaccine or else it's going to be a winter of severe death and destruction, you know, <laughs> whatever Biden was saying. And now it's like they've totally gone back on that. I mean, that was a lie or it was at least not accurate. Uh, so and at the time, they suppressed people. You know, if you were on YouTube, if you were on Facebook saying that the the uh, shot was not was not going to prevent you from spreading the virus, which 
it turned out to be true, you would have been suppressed. Your post would have been removed. You would have been shadow banned. Uh, your reach would have been limited. So, I mean, that's serious interference from yeah. the government. Did you see that um, DeSantis said if he wins the presidency, he's he's contemplating putting RFK Jr. on his administration, said let him run the uh, FDA or the CDC. He said, I would sick him. I would sick him on yeah. those people. Yeah, I mean, I think, we, yeah, that's, it's possible that, that he could get some kind of appointment. I mean, even from Trump, like, uh, I forget where it was, but it was like last week or, or something. But Trump had nice things to say about him, too. And I think it's probably because he doesn't really view him as a threat at this point. Right. But uh, but maybe he would get some kind of cabinet position under a Republican president. Well, Certainly not under Biden, that's for no, sure. No, he's definitely not going to get anything <laughs> under Biden. Um, God, can you imagine a second Biden administration? I just, I'm just horrified at the thought. Um, Greg Abbott in Texas, the governor there. Um, was trying to do something, do anything to slow down illegal immigration. So uh, Texas put like a, some buoys out in the Rio Grande as kind of a you know way to slow them down there a little bit. And the Biden administration like freaked out. The left has their hair on fire about this. And now the administration is suing Texas uh, to get them to take that thing down. Yeah. And we're showing a picture here. I Before uh, you put this in the notes, I, I had not heard of it. And uh, <laughs> I didn't even know that there was like a floating deal that you could do. That's actually kind of kind of smart. I mean, it's I imagine it's probably cheaper than building an actual wall, and uh, you know, it makes it so people can't jump over it or swim right. over it or whatever. So, so the question becomes, you know, maybe this isn't part of the Biden administration's narrative that maybe they want illegal immigration. They want all these people to come in because they assume that if they're coming in. They're going to be Democrats, and it's going to get us votes down the road. Again, I, every, all roads to me lead back to Jackson County. What's in it? You know, think about that. With any of these issues, what's in it for somebody? Yeah. All right, who's the winner in this? What is their benefit to this? So, what is the benefit to letting more illegals in and uh, making Texas take down a barrier that apparently is working? More Democrat voters, more chaos, more. Um more people that we we don't have information on, you know? Yeah. So um, you're racist. That's what it comes down to, right? <laughs> yeah. If that's what you want to say, that's fine. <laughs> By the way, I added a, a sixth play. I, I put it up on the Facebook page. I don't know if you saw that or not. But we are starting to get, like, trolls, big-time trolls, the, the kind of trolls that, that don't use their name on Facebook. I can't think of what the one was. It was, like, brown this or brown that. And um, so now I've added play number six. If you don't agree with me, you're a Nazi. Mm -hmm. So that's play number six in the uh, Democrat playbook. Hey, uh, Biden did have a big week last week because he fulfilled, at least in his own mind, one of his campaign promises. Now, I kept this as a drop forever on the morning show because I just didn't understand how he could say it with a straight face. This is the follow-up, but, but initially what he said was, if I get elected president— we're going to do the biggest thing that we have ever done. We're going to cure cancer. Yeah, let me find that. Do you remember uh, that? Yeah, yeah. You're going to find that one? because find that one first. Because now, apparently, promise delivered, which we'll get to in just a moment. Um, but we got to get to the first one where he actually made the promise. It's all people posting the new clip. I'm yeah. trying to see if I can... Well, the find old clip, man, you may not find it, uh, but it's there. Trust me, we could, we could... I know we've played it before on the podcast, so... Yeah. 
You just got to go back and watch the old episodes. Yeah. Well, trust me, he said he was going to do it, and, and now promise delivered. So let's just get to the promise delivered. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? <laughs> I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why, and we can. We end cancer as we know it. We end cancer as we know it. Um, people still getting cancer? No. It's no? over. Yeah. I don't know. As of, uh, you know, when was this? Like a few days ago? Yeah, it's over. It's Good week. job, Joe. Way to go, Joe. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, he lives in his own mind, I think, but yeah. um, he has cured cancer. Um, we're still working on things like cancer, believe it or not, um, and heart disease. And one of the uh, folks who came through heart disease fine is Austin Watterson at Royal Roofing and Solar. He's been putting up a lot of pictures of himself on Facebook with Buffy, his wonderful wife. Um, it's Buffy's birthday today as we record this on Monday. Uh, you probably won't get to see this until Wednesday, uh, but it's Buffy's birthday. And she's been on him, making him eat right, making sure he gets out and walks because he had to have bypass surgery and all that. And Royal Roofing and Solar is really busy. Not only did they do the roof at my house at Casa del Carter, so they are the official roof of Dale Carter's America. Um, a lot of storm damage lately. Uh, there were big storms Sunday night. Did, did, yeah. you, did you hear any of it? Last night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's again, it's Monday as we record. People yes. see it on Wednesday. So we had some big storms on mm. Sunday night. Um, Sunday for me is my uh, reset the clock night. So I have an Ambien prescription and I only use it on Sunday nights. And after driving back and forth Indiana and hanging out with my grandkids, I was already exhausted. But I did it anyway, and I slept like a rock. Um, so if we had any damage, I don't know about it. Uh, but you know that if you do have damage, and you know if you need a roof and you need somebody to come look at it, there are a lot of shysters out there. People who are fly-by-night, and they will make promise to you that they cannot deliver. Like, oh, yeah, I'll get your insurance company to call this a total loss, and you'll get a free roof out of it. You want somebody who's going to be honest with you, somebody who's going to be here tomorrow to deal with the aftermath of all that, and Royal Roofing and Solar will, will shoot you straight. I trust these guys. Uh, 816-540-7057. Um, Kurt is scrolling through their website right now so you can see some of their work. They're into solar now. Solar is in their name. And they can show you uh, how you can use tax credits, grants for small and rural business, and ag producers to make your house its own energy producer. Get the government out of your life once and for all, at least in that area, with my friends at Royal Roofing and Solar. All right, up next, I told you she'd get an award, and it's not a participation trophy. It's the Midwest GI Health Full of Shit Award. Roll the open. Here we go. Here we go. Sorry. We're a well-oiled machine, but we've got T-shirts now. Yeah, <laughs> shit. All right, thank you. You are speaking shit to me. You full of shit. You understand that? You full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. <laughs> the Midwest GI Health Full of Shit Award. We give it this week to the White House spokesmodel, Karine Jean-Pierre. She's already made an appearance on this week's podcast. Um, she answered the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden connection question again. 
Um, and now it's interesting, not just Fox News asking the question, now actually other members of the media are asking this question. And she's like, I've answered this a million times. The answer is never going to change. Do we have that clip? Oh, I've got tons of clips, so we can just go through a bunch of them. All but right. This is the most recent one, I well, think. Well, the most recent one, she changed it. That's what everybody's keying on. Let me go back to the first question of the briefing. I know you said not a lot's changed since yesterday and that it's a personal matter, but from a presidential perspective, is there any possibility that the president would end up pardoning his son? No. Well, is there yeah, that's She's, the one about the pardon. She cannot be bothered. She just cannot be bothered. Um, uh, Chairman James Comer today says that the Oversight Committee, excuse me, has evidence that the president in the past communicated directly with foreign business associates of his son Hunter Biden many times. Curious if the White House and the President still stand behind his comment that he's never been involved and has never even uh, spoken to his son about his business. So I've been, I've been asked this question a million times. The answer is not going to change. The answer remains the same. The President ha was never in business with his son. I just All right, don't have that's the change. Add. Because the million times she answered it before, she was backing up Joe Biden who said he never discussed business with his son. Never. In fact, there's a clip of Joe Biden, and it may take you a while to find it, where he says he didn't even know that Hunter was on the board of Burisma. Yep. Is that, can anybody believe that? Think about your own kids. I've got four of them. If my son was on the board of a major company in a foreign country, I mean, I know what my kids are up to. He said he didn't even know that uh, Hunter was on the board of Burisma. Never even talked to him about it. And now the change, it's very subtle, but I think it's important, is he was never in business with his son, which I think is also going to fall this apart. This is a good clip. It's kind of, uh, I don't know if it's the exact clip that you were asking about, but this is uh, Peter Ducey asking him at, a, at some kind of event, and he gets really pissed off. It's pretty funny. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. And so how do you know? Here's what I know. This is an old clip. deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question. Why is he on the phone with a foreign leader? Well, it turns out he was right. He's intimidate a foreign leader. If that's what happened. That appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat at him me. like a drum. Look at Trump. And he's using the abuse of power and every element of the, the uh, presidency to try to do something to smear me. Yeah. Everybody looked at this and everybody's looked at it and said there's nothing there. Ask the right question. Mr. Body yeah. Yikes. <laughs> well, but, it turns, you know, and, and Trump didn't do this call in the dark of night, right? There right. were a bunch of people on this call. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and we've talked about that. And, of course, he got impeached over that phone call. And as Hunter Biden's business associate is, as we uh, as we uh, record today's podcast, he's out there talking to uh, members of Congress under oath, under penalty of perjury. So we're going to see what, what comes of all of that. It's also interesting that that was an old clip, right? You know, mm -hmm. you notice that Ducey said Mr. Vice President because right. it was during the election. And at that point, Biden was mostly running from his basement, but he was at least like able to speak in front of live cameras mm -hmm. and take questions. Now he doesn't even do that anymore. No, he and, doesn't. And he can't. And, and yeah. they asked Kareen, who got the full of shit award about that. And she made up, I don't know if you can find that clip or not, but that's pretty good too, about why the president is not making himself available to reporters. We know the answer. I mean, the answer is pretty direct. 
He can't do it. And as we've said on almost every episode of this podcast lately, today is as good as it's ever going to get for Joe Biden. Is this the one that you're talking about? It might be. It she changes clothes every day. Yeah. This is an old clip, too. That owns 113 television stations. And a question that I'm often asked, and I don't know the answer to, so I'll ask you that question. Uh, is the administration trying to protect the president from our questions? Uh, please, I answer Absolutely that question. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So why is the lack of any interaction in a formal setting to have a press conference? Uh, I mean, the president takes shouted questions. I, I understand, John. I understand. I understand. I have dealt with this question about three times already. I understand. It is it is it is uh, the She's job so of you smug. all to ask this question to me. Totally get that. And that's not a problem at all. Um, but s certainly uh, the president many times has has stand has stood in front of all of you has taken questions uh, on his own because he wanted uh, to see what was all on your minds. Mm -hmm. He wanted to see what the questions you all were going to ask him. When's the last time that he got in front of the press and took unscripted questions that he didn't have written down previously? I can't ever? remember. Well, Has he ever done that? He's And he's always got a list of preferred people that he can call on. They get one question, no follow-up. Some of them, like Ducey, will break the rules and try and get a follow-up to try and agitate He him. has the questions ahead of time. Right. He knows who he's going to call ahead right. of time. He has the answer written down ahead of time. Yeah. And he's even then, he still doesn't do it. <laughs> and, you know, I've lived a lot longer than you have, Kurt, and I have seen Republicans and Democrats as presidents be able to handle questions from reporters. Oh, yeah. This is the first time I can remember that a president has not been, been able to handle questions from reporters. Yeah. Um, that's just, And even not part, reporters, even just like the public. It's part of the job. Yeah. It goes with the gig. Okay, so Kareen, you are the winner of the Full of Shit Award. We should have a, like a trophy case. Maybe uh, Tammy Ash, who's our official <laughs> store person now, we can do like a Full of Shit cabinet and uh, give him a little turd trophy. Um, <laughs> but it's courtesy of Mark Taramina and the fine folks at Midwest GI Health and Wellness. This is a serious issue. And, and I don't know if we've talked about the results of uh, longtime listener and viewer Mark Zarda's uh, colonoscopy, but he had some polyps. They had to test them. Did we talk about this last week? I don't know, but Mark, <laughs> whether we have your permission or not, we're going to talk yeah. about your colonoscopy. Hippo, Hippo laws. <laughs> who gives a shit? It's Mark. It's Zarda. He's one of our guys. Anyway, he got the uh, results back from the polyps and he's fine. So oh, they good. were negative. That's uh, good. So that's good. And that's the kind of news that you want to get. And with colon cancer dipping younger and younger and younger, um, if we catch it early, we can fix it. We can cure it. And, and that's and not. I'm not talking about in a Joe Biden way. This and maybe that's what Joe means that we're curing cancer as we know it because of the fine work of Dr. Mark Taramina and his staff at Midwest GI Health and Wellness. Get your colonoscopy. 45 is now the age you ought to be asking that question. And if you've got it in your family, in your family history, ask even younger. And Midwest GI Health and Wellness, one-stop shopping. It'll be quick. It'll be painless. You'll get the results right away, and uh, you can go on with your life. Uh, because colon cancer will kill you if it's not caught early. Um, they're in Lee's Summit, 816-836-2200. On the web again at MidwestGIHealth.com. Get your colonoscopy. That's Is that enough on that? Oh, yeah. All right. Just making sure. Okay. Where are we here? Ah, speaking of Joe. Speaking of Joe, Hunter, and the Biden family, we have some updates on all of this. Um, you know by now that Hunter's sweetheart deal fell apart. And that's why uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked the question if uh, Joe Biden would pardon his son Hunter. And she was unequivocal, right? She said no. 
It wasn't like a long, flowery answer that she could come back and deny it another time. I mean, we got her on this one. If he does it, first of all, it's political suicide. You don't do that. Yeah. Um, and really, they thought the fix was in. You know, he says, oh, we respect the Justice Department and all that. Well, the fix was in between the Justice Department and Hunter's attorneys. Where the fix wasn't in was with the judge. And she asked some pointed questions. And it's like, eh, I just don't feel good about this. And um, so immediately Hunter Biden pled not guilty, and we're going to move on to the next phase. And this thing is going to uh, just be like a, you know, a weight around the Biden family neck here as we go into the 2024 campaign season. Yeah, they and can't bury it. I haven't really been following this story that close, but I think it is a testament to the power of our judicial system. You know, it's like I, that's why judges are so important. You know, judge appointments are so important at the federal level because it can be one judge that really makes or breaks a case. In this case, the judge seems like they they wanted uh, they were more concerned about it or didn't want to take the plea, the plea deal, and so now he has to go to trial and. Um, did you yeah. see that Justice Alito basically is the first person to come out and say with with uh, people like Nancy Pelosi making noise in Congress that Congress has a role in in um, uh, limiting like what the Supreme Court can do, the makeup of the Supreme Court, um, whether or not you know they can go hang with their rich friends and all that. Um, that Congress has a role in pulling it back. Alito is the first one that's come out and said that is patently unconstitutional. There is nothing in the Constitution that gives Congress that kind of power. Now, we do have checks and balances um, because the president appoints justices to the Supreme Court with the advice and consent of the United States Senate. So there is you know, a check and a balance on that. But to say that Congress has an overriding um, oversight of the Supreme Court that's unconstitutional, but they don't care. You know, they just, you know, it's in the Constitution. Yeah, it's not in the Constitution. We'll just put it in there. Yeah. We'll just pretend like it's in there. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's just the ends justify the means is what it always is. So they're they're upset at what's happening in the Supreme Court. You know, we've had rulings very recently on the student debt relief and uh, other things, and then of course Roe v. Wade being First Amendment. The First Amendment, yeah, and um, and so. They're going to come back to trying to pack the court, you know, if they get elected, uh, if maybe if Biden <laughs> wants to try and do that in a second term, and then they're going to try and get into oversight of the Supreme Court. And what Alito said, this was in an interview with the Wall Street Journal. He said, Congress did not create the Supreme Court. I know this is a controversial view, but I'm willing to say it. No provision in the Constitution gives them the authority to regulate the Supreme Court, period. Yeah. So if you can find it, of course, they don't care. Uh, they don't care that it's not in the Constitution. The Constitution to them is an archaic deal, and they just feel like um, the Democrats ought to get whatever they want. Yeah. If, if they want it, if they can dream it up, they can do it. Well, you know, and I'd be interested, too. Obviously, she's not with us anymore, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a liberal, you know, in terms of her opinions and her views, but she was she also was— uh, very knowledgeable and true to like the precedent of the court and the the procedure of the court. So I'm sure that that would be something she'd probably agree with yeah. uh, with him on. Meanwhile, circling back to uh, Hunter Biden, you try this of uh, basically walking on millions of dollars that you just don't report, you just don't pay taxes on it. Um, is that a slap on the wrist for you, or you know, are they breaking down your door? Um, try lying on a form. 
you know, they they're, they're talk, they always talk about they want more gun legislation. They want to tighten all the loopholes on the gun legislation. Well, way back when, when the Brady Bill was passed, which was, you know, um, I mean, that was gun control legislation that passed in the wake of the assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan, where uh, James Brady, who was press secretary, was killed. One of the leading advocates for that, Kurt, was Senator Joe Biden. Senator Joe Biden said, we need to put this form in here, okay, the form that Hunter lied on. And if you lie on this form, you go to prison for 10 years. Okay, well, his kid did exactly that. And now they want to give him a slap on the wrist. Yeah. It's hypocrisy at the highest level. And, you know, it's like we're the... We're the upper crust here. We, the rest of you, you have to follow these little rules over here. And guess what? We don't have enough rules. We need to keep passing more and more gun rules. Um, and if my kid breaks the law on that, eh, eh, it's all right. He's got problems. Yeah, I mean, that's a serious deal. If you lie on that form, uh, it's a felony. You'll go to jail. I mean, if, if you or I were to do that, certainly, Hunter won't. certainly if I were to, you know, I've, I've purchased firearms through a background check before. And you have to list things like, have you committed a crime? Have you been to prison? Are you illegal? Uh, are you legally residing in the United States? Uh, things like that. You know, are you a drug addict? Uh, and like, you know, maybe crack, for example. Do you smoke crack? <laughs> and these are all things that you have to uh, be truthful of. And if they find out that you're not, you go to jail. Well, 100%. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes from here after the judge basically said, I'm not going to accept this sweetheart uh, plea deal. The day after that fell apart, is this a coincidence? Donald Trump had additional counts filed against him for willful retention, this is the document deal, and two new obstruction counts. Is is that a coincidence that it happened? It's, it's, it's got to be a major coincidence. This cannot be something that they've thought through that, oh my gosh, you know, Hunter uh, has a problem. Well, Trump, we got play number three, Donald Trump. No, I'm sorry, it's play number four. I can't even keep my damn playbook straight. Donald Trump, Donald Trump, MAGA Republicans. Yeah. Yeah, it's a distraction. And I mean, it's it's kind of twofold. It's a distraction from the Biden stuff. And then it's also, you know, going after Trump because they don't want him to be president again. So. Yeah. Well, Hunter's business partner is testifying as we speak. Where will that go as the heat gets turned up on connections to the quote unquote big guy? Because quite frankly, I have never cared about the Hunter Biden thing. You know, kids of presidents, Going back as far as I can remember, there's been at least one embarrassment in the family of the president, uh, Republicans and Democrats. What I care about are the ties to Joe Biden. And I heard somebody explain this, and, and I kind of believe this, if you think about this. Think about where Joe was in the second uh, term of Barack Obama. All right, He was 70-something. Hillary Clinton was going to be the nominee in 2016. And Joe and his family are probably like, if they were completely honest, if he went to confession, talked to his priest, completely honest, it was like, you know what? Our uh, political life is over here. We're going to move on to the next phase. And I've been in public service all of my life. Now I want to make a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Right? And so we're going to use whatever elements that we have. And all of a sudden, he finds himself in the race in 2019, 2020, and then he emerges as the front runner, and he's got all this baggage behind him. But it's good to be a Democrat because if you think about this, the mainstream media. Somebody else asked me about this, about why you know CBS, NBC, ABC uh, aren't covering this. It's good to be a Democrat. Think back to FDR when Franklin Roosevelt was president. Did any of the mainstream media, 
newspaper or radio, this is before television, did any of them report on the fact that our president had polio, was in a wheelchair, and was, you know, especially near the end of his run, near death? Did any of them report that? You never saw that reported. The American people did not know that their president was in a wheelchair. Did the American people know that during World War II, that president uh, took Japanese citizens, United States citizens of Japanese descent, and put them in internment camps? Did they know that? Of course they didn't know that. Um, did they know that JFK was basically using the White House as his own little bachelor pad? They didn't know that because they didn't report on it. You know, who got the shit sandwich on that was LBJ, because that's when they turned on him. When Walter Cronkite turned on the Vietnam War, it's like LBJ had to be sitting there going, but, but, but I'm a Democrat. Mm -hmm. I'm a Democrat. You can't be reporting on this stuff. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's good to be a Democrat. And, and Biden probably came in with the same thing. It's like, eh, you know, eh, who cares? How many millions, you know, we did. All these LLCs, how it filtered down to grandkids and all that. Nobody cares, because I'm a Democrat. If I were a Republican, I'd have a problem. Oh, boy, if this were Trump, this would be a big problem. But I'm a Democrat. He had to have that expectation, don't you think? Yeah. And it's the same media that came to bat for Bill Clinton, too, you know, until it was not convenient for them to do so anymore. And uh, the same media that went after Richard Nixon for Watergate, you know, like it was the greatest uh, – well, that's, that's their standard. Committed, you know? That's their standard. And if you think about it, you know, the best journalism school, arguably, is the University of Missouri, right? And that's what they teach in Columbia. It's like, man, if you can go after a Republican, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to be good to go. Yeah. Uh, get them on whatever you can get on them. Um, meanwhile, Kevin McCarthy, and that's why this starts to become serious. He's the Speaker of the House. He's starting to throw around the I word uh, of impeachment, of an impeachment inquiry. Um, and, and that terrifies me. It terrifies me because, um, number one, I think the clock's going to run out before any of this happens. Um, but just think about this. Even if you agree that Biden's a bag of shit and he ought to be impeached, you know, bribery is one of the words in the impeachment articles, right? Mm -hmm. of that's one of the things it's usually pretty nebulous what they went after trump on the first time was a phone call to the ukraine second time they said that basically he was behind january 6th um but but bribery is definitely in the constitution you don't even have to make it up it's in the constitution and kevin mccarthy is talking impeachment Okay, let, let me first correct you. Were you there when I said that? Okay, then what did I say? Okay, so you're, you're claiming, if you record, go back and watch. What impeachment inquiry does when you vote on the floor, it gives you the apex of power of Congress. Okay? And just walk through what? We have two whistleblowers from the IRS claiming the Biden family were treated differently, that David Weiss let the statute of limitations run out. The basic rule of thumb in any case, when you're getting the statute of limitations coming up within six months, you get an extension based upon the individuals. They said the Bidens were willing to do that. They should do that now. We have an individual that we now found went to the FBI a number of years ago, claiming that they bribed the president and said you couldn't find the money because all the shell companies, it's the 1023. We found that 
when then Attorney General Barr found it, that he sent it to the Pennsylvania um, Justice, and they said there's more to it. When does an attorney out-investigate the FBI? We then found that the president, Biden, while running for office, made a couple claims. He first looked the public in the eye and said, I've never spoken to my son about any business dealings. He said, my family has not taken one dime from China. In part of this investigation, we found that when the vice president became vice president, his family created 20 shell companies, kind of like what the 1023 said would happen. We found that 16 of the 17 payments from Romania came to the president while he was vice president. We now found that money did come from China, differently said. We've now found the president has changed what he said, but we have a real question about David Weiss and the attorney general and the other six people in the meeting. It's contradictive based upon what the IRS agents said and asked questions and took notes from the meetings and emailed everybody about those notes. Now, if you're any member of Congress, this is not saying impeachment. This is not anything but we need to investigate. And what happens, like you watched the situation yesterday, where the federal government says there's still an investigation of the Bidens. Well, the only way you'll be able to get information that way is to have the strength to be able to get the documents you need. So he's talking impeachment inquiry. Yeah. And he just explained that, you know, every uh, point by point, which I thought was really good. Um, a little teeth coming out of Kevin McCarthy. There were people who were worried about him taking over as Speaker of the House. But when you start throwing around the impeachment word, what terrifies me, Kurt, are two words. Kamala Harris. Oh, boy. Because she's on the bench. Oh, and she wants to be president. You know she does. Meanwhile, um, did you see this? She absolutely lied about Florida's. This was the administration that was going to bring us all together. We were all going to hug and sing Kumbaya together. She absolutely lied about Florida's new history of slavery curriculum, which, by the way, was written in part by a descendant of a former slave who basically took her to task, and he's black, about how wrong she was. And then, of course, the compliant media lapped it all up without even reading it. Let's start with the vice president of the United States. We fought a war <laughs> to end the sin of slavery. A civil war. She's so smart. People died. Really? By the untold numbers in that war, many of whom fought and died because of their belief that slavery was a sin against man, that it was inhumane, that it was not reflective of who we believe ourselves to be as a country, and certainly not reflective of who we aspire to be. So who then would dare deny this history? Let us not let these politicians who are trying to divide our country win. Because you see, what they are doing, what they are doing is they are creating these unnecessary debates. This is unnecessary to debate whether enslaved people benefited from slavery. Are you kidding me? Are we supposed to debate that? 
the only one debating it is you. And, you know, she, and the only one dividing this country is you. I mean, that curriculum, have you looked into this at all? Yeah. I mean, I'm a big history buff, and it talks about the sin of slavery, about how horrible slavery was. And really, the, what she's pulling out of this is one little string in this thing that says that basically black people who were enslaved had to figure out how to move forward in life. It's literally one line in the curriculum, and I pulled it up right here. Uh, benchmark clarifications. Clarification one, instruction includes how slaves developed skills in which some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. One line. And she's like... Which she, is objectively true, by the way. Right. I mean, people, and she's, you know. Well, she's trying to gaslight this and say yeah. that, you know, the whole thing is about, wow, these people are so much better off because of slavery. Yeah. And nobody is saying that. The sin of slavery was there. And she talks about the people who died. Yeah. A lot of white Americans died yeah. trying to liberate black people. Yep. So, you know... The Republicans were the ones who waged the Civil War on behalf of black people in the South. So you're welcome uh, from my descendants. It's just such unbelievable levels of straw manning like, oh. to a ridiculous degree. It's like, Dale, did you know slavery bad? Did you know slavery yeah. was bad? Oh, and wow. Then, and then what a great take. <laughs> then MSNBC and CNN were like licking at her boots going, oh, this is just terrible. This is awful. This is terrible. This is Ron DeSantis. He's a Nazi, you know. Well, they already have like T-shirts and stuff. I mean, they're, they're really monetizing this whole thing where uh, against DeSantis, too, where uh, people are out there with signs and T-shirts and and in the media saying slavery was bad. Sla you know, like it's I forget exactly what the shirt is, but it's like. Slavery was not good for black people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> Just divide, divide, divide. That's what they this unity ticket is all about, is divide, divide, divide. Um, meanwhile, while we're beating up on the Bidens, and I don't know whether this is true or not. I mean, I pulled this out of the New York Post, um, which is a very right-leaning um, uh, newspaper in New York. And I I've been divorced enough times to know that there's – your side of the story and her side of the story, and God knows where the truth is. But Jill Biden's ex-husband has come forward and says that basically during their divorce that she got pressure from Frank Biden. I didn't even know there was a Frank Biden. I know about Jim Biden, right? That's the president's brother. He must have another brother named Frank. Um, and he was told, give up the house or face serious problems. Well, this ex-husband says he didn't do it, and months later, uh, he and his brother were indicted on charges of not paying $8,200 in taxes, which, by the way, is a fraction of what Hunter Biden is charged with. Um, and again, I will say this, divorce is a nasty business. I don't know where the truth lies on this thing, but to me, it's just another example of the varnish on the Biden family coming off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, it, you hate to see old stuff dug up like this you know that's that's that is a bummer and you know doc dr jill biden i mean we we like to laugh at her don't we but uh is know. it possible that you know the biden family went after uh, the ex-husband and said if you don't comply with this you know you're going to face some consequences and then joey makes a call to the irs and says hey why don't you look into this guy? It's very possible. It's it's possible. And, and we believe it now because of everything else that we're hearing. It's very possible. But again, it's divorce. It's, you know. It's a messy business. It is. I don't reckon. And you've never been divorced. Correct. Please don't. And without uh, saying anything else, 
you uh, you spilled the beans on something earlier in this podcast. I episode. did not. I said hypothetically. <laughs> so we'll see if have... anyone in the comments below drop yeah. a comment. I was a hypothetical. That's all we're going to say. Hypothetical. <laughs> all right. And hypothetically, if your family is growing, you need to have the best insurance out there, right? Yes. And that's my pal Bob Watson. He'll take care of your entire family with auto, home, life, health insurance, commercial insurance for your business, insuring your boat as well, um, you know, all kinds of insurance. If you can insure it, Bob Watson can figure it out. Uh, he, he even has connections to pet insurance. And with the bills I'm paying on baby Harry, you know, our little Sheltie who's going to turn one in, in like a week, um, yeah, May, I'm looking into health care <laughs> coverage for my dog uh, because it's out there, and, and Bob Watson can show you how to get that done. 816-229-7878. Again, auto, home, life, commercial insurance, licensed on both sides of the state line, Missouri and Kansas. He's been uh, serving eastern Jackson County, which may soon be called Truman County, for five decades. You know, if we just keep saying it, maybe we can just – we'll just start putting up signs. Welcome yeah. to Truman County. Yeah, absolutely. Home of Harry S. Truman. Okay, Bob Watson, thank you so much for believing in Dale Carter's America. We should get him a T-shirt because, yeah. you know, we should get these for all of our sponsors. Absolutely. Tammy, if you're listening, we're going to need more T-shirts. All right, before we leave you, an update on the Jason Aldean video. Um, maybe you've heard about this. Try that in a small town. Uh, the video was dropped by CMT. It caused quite the stir. We've talked about it on the podcast. But now... Uh, the latest news on it is it was quietly edited to remove footage of a Black Lives Matter riot. Now, I use the word riot. They use um, – what do they use? Mostly fi uh, fiery, but mostly peaceful protest. Mostly peaceful. Mostly yes. peaceful protest. Well, they took out six whole seconds of video. Okay. Now, the interesting thing to me is, uh, as I've been following this story – the outrage, other than I will say this, I've got a friend of mine who actually used to work at KFKF, I'm not going to name names here, who is black, and she put up her deal on Facebook and said, boy, I'm glad I didn't grow up in Jason Aldean's small town. And I'm thinking, I go back to the lyrics of the song. Why wouldn't you want to be in that small town where people look out for each other, where if somebody carjacks you, it's like your neighbor goes, hey, bud, out of the car. You know, that's basically the message that he's doing. Why wouldn't you want to grow up in that small town? But the outrage is not coming, by and large, from black people. The outrage is coming from white liberals. Yeah. And that's where it always comes from, it seems like, these days. It's the white, woke liberals out there that go, oh, that's offensive. That's offensive to black people. Well, how dare you decide what's offensive to black people? So we did a little research on this and came up with the following. Yeah, and hat tip to uh, Brandon Tatum for compiling this, but this is some good footage here. Black people's response. Roll the clip. I ain't got no problem with the song. Everybody want to talk about his racist, his dust, he talking about lynching. I'm talking about Jason Aldean's video, the one they want to pull. I ain't got no problem with the motherfucker. On the surface, they say that it's because it's dog whistling to racism. But you and I know that the liberals will stretch like Mr. Fantastic to attach anything to racism. And if you listen to the lyrics of the song, it doesn't allude to anything racist at all. Got a gun that my granddad gave me. Black guy singing along they with it. Say one day <laughs> Whenever you trigger liberals, it is a great day in America. They're <laughs> mad even though their rap music's lyrics is all about taking each other's lives, giving each other drugs, smack that hoe, whoop that trick, come get this wop. 
Yeah, sure, there's crime in small towns. The difference is, is how it's handled and not tolerated. It's called being civilized. And you try some crazy stuff in a small town. Yeah, you, for lack of a better word, you're probably going to get dealt with. That goes for any skin color. Because the South is protective over its own. So, man, can we please stop the fake outrage? It's a, it's a lot of things that, that we could be mad about. This ain't one of them. So, guys, since everyone's been calling that new Jason Aldean well, that's, song uh, racist, you get I'm the idea. You get the idea. So, um, gosh, that gives me hope. You know, uh, are are we waking up to seeing what's going on in this country? God, I hope so. And I would say um, what they did at the Black Lives Matter protests, the mostly peaceful protests where they burned shit down and Kamala Harris helped bail them out of jail, don't try that. Don't try that in a small town. Don't try that in my town. It's not going to end well for you. And on that note, as we continue the fight for Truman County, Truman County, we're going to take Eastern Jackson County away from Kansas City. It can't be done. It will be done. Let it be written. Let it be done. The words of Yule Brenner from the Ten Commandments. Until next time, this is Dale Carter's America. The views expressed on Dale Carter's America are Dale's and Kurt Wheeler's. They do not necessarily reflect the views of KFKF or Steel City Media. Comments can be sent to dalecartersamerica at gmail.com. Check back for weekly episodes. Subscribe, spread the word, and give us a five-star review. Thanks for being a part of Dale Carter's America.